Smaller Time Podcast is sponsored by Diefendorf, the American watch company for people who do life differently. And as always, the official watch of the special counsel. Yeah, it is. <laughs> until, once again, just to be clear, until proven otherwise in civil court. <laughs> Getagreatwatch.com. Getagreatwatch.com. I, w- I want to ask you a question. Do you think last week, I felt it was different than other weeks I really felt something changed. What do you What do you think? All right. Well, do you, do you think everything's turned a corner? That uh, the worst of it is over, and everything is unraveling in the White House. I'd like to say the worst of it is over, but I, we made that mistake. How we many have, times have you we? made that? I've made that mistake more than a few times. Hey, we're ending the year thinking positive. Because you look, you hear me every week. I'm just as negative and pessimistic as anybody. I think there's people who are a lot more negative and pessimistic than you. Okay. I mean, there's, there, but I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. There was the second week in December, I believe, will be looked at as some kind of turning point. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, I could feel it. It was just every time you turned on the TV, it was just, it was, it was something in the air. It was not a good week to be a right wing nut job Trump supporter. Or, or, tr- yeah, exactly. Or Trump himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I made a list of the things that happened, and I'm, I, I, I don't usually read things off. Well, let's but do it. Just a few. Cohn was sentenced. He's going to tell them pretty much everything. The Flynn memo, which revealed more about what's going on with him, and of course, he's a cooperator. AMI, National Enquirer, is telling them everything. The inauguration scandal. Anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it was like, wow. Yeah, Ivanka is going to be caught up in the in, 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 inauguration scandal, excuse me. Right. It was just the, the, you could feel it. Mm-hmm. I know there's some song lyric I should throw in here, but I can't think of <laughs> oh, the Jacksons. Can you feel it that, off good. of the, uh, the destiny album, 1979, 1980. It was like, it had that whole like sixties, the San Francisco thing going on. <laughs> like I could, you can picture like these people with flowers in their hair running through yeah. with indictments. I don't know if I'm there yet with the flowers in the that's hair. That's too but far. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. That was, that's just too far. Well, look, yeah, Trump is unraveling. I'm sure you all out there keep an eye on his Twitter. Uh, Mueller is getting close to his family. It's uh, Eric and, and Ivanka are going to be caught up uh, with the inauguration money. Right. And it was funny, too, because they were using this phrase with Ivanka, funds... Like, oh, I know what it was, overcharged. Mm -hmm. They said she overcharged. And that reminded me of how Frank Luntz, the master of words, like how words are important. What do you mean she overcharged? The barista at Starbucks accidentally overcharges me for something. Mm -hmm. That's fraud. Yeah. Well, yeah, but when that happens at Starbucks, you go say, hey, you guys charged me 10 bucks for a a piece or a cup of coffee that only costs $8. Yeah, just I'm exaggerating Im- about their prices. No, but you're right. <laughs> it implies some kind of accident almost. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? They're a crime family. Mm-hmm. And that, that's literally been their scam since the beginning. That big story the New York Times dropped on Fred Trump that was like one day. Yeah. <laughs> that, that explained how he formed, like, he would form shell companies and then he would then essentially overcharge himself for these products and he would then take the the difference and give it to his kids. Mm-hmm. So I guess the government couldn't find it. Ivanka is literally doing the same thing. Yeah. Now, is she doing the same thing for her small children? Well, they're going to find out everything. Oh, yeah. Forget about Trump's, just his <laughs> tax returns. What about Eric Trump's tax returns or Ivanka's? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the best, one of the best parts of last week was when I turned on the TV and they were like, New York State has a new attorney general. And the picture comes on the screen and it's Letitia James, a, a black woman. And then I thought about Trump and I just almost fell off because, you know, <laughs> that's his kryptonite. Yeah. And she's and she's on TV and she's like, oh, we're going to we're going to look into all this. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. Hey, the year is ending ending pretty well if you were a Trump uh, Trump hater like us. Yeah. yeah. And if you are a Trump hater, mm-hmm. what you want to do is go to the Dan Bongiorno podcast <laughs> or the Sean Hannity show or some of Chris's favorites. You're going to want to check those shows out. Uh, who are my favorites? Well, I'm, I can't promote them, but various right-wing people. Oh, I have things to say about them tonight. I think next year, and you'll have more of an opinion maybe than I do, they're in for a hurting. Yeah. I mean, I mean a serious psychological hurting. And I actually say this honestly. I don't want anyone... I don't care who it is, even if I don't share their beliefs. I don't want them to be in a 
a, a kind of a, their brain to be in a super bad place, but they're the ones, you earned it. Yeah, exactly. You earned it. And you're about to get a taste of your, of your own medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trump can't even find a chief of staff now. How, how crazy is that? One of the most coveted jobs in Washington, D.C., and nobody wants it. What kind of maniac? I would seriously would like to know a psychological study of Mick Mulvaney to know what kind of person takes that job. Mm-hmm. The word on the street is that he literally was just in the White House by accident and it was sprung on him. And I absolutely believe that. Yeah. Now, wasn't he um, one of the never Trumpers before the election? He, he's, he said one thing, but pretty much they all said something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, they found some video of him saying, like, I'm going to vote for Trump, but he sucks. But that's true of pretty much almost everybody. Okay. Uh, it's, I don't know if that qualifies him as a never Trumper. You might be right. Mm. He, uh, that might be exaggerating a little bit, but hey. No, he definitely, he definitely said something critical. Yeah. Well, look, if you were one of those never Trumpers, all of a sudden you realized I'm in the party of Trump now. What, what, what else can you do? You have to become a supporter if you were on the right. He literally is taking this job. That's crazy. I mean, he could be indicted. Mm-hmm. He just It's very easy to get caught up in this Trump web. And Trump is going to expect him to protect mm-hmm. him. They said the first, he was like the 10th the, the choice. The first one, who was the first one again? I can't even remember. Oh, I, I don't remember. All right, what, there was like one guy, and then they said Kushner was in the mix. Then uh, Christie refused, which is <laughs> fair, fairly obvious. And, oh, the first guy was Nick Ayers. The, oh, that's right. We were talking about him last week. And I absolutely believe it that Mick Mulvaney was just there in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Like a crime. He's going to have to give it to uh, Jarvanka. Who else is going to take the job? Who else is going to do what Trump will need the chief chief, or will ask the chief of staff to do? The only person that will be able to do that now is a family member. You could be right. Yeah. I think Mulvaney will hang on for a while, though. I think the acting thing is just his way out. Mm -hmm. But he could. What does acting mean? This this administration is only going to last probably a couple months. (laughs) So whatever. Okay. Uh, what's the over-under month that Trump actually resigns in 2019? No, I still stand by my prediction, which is Christmas, which is two weeks from now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting close. I stand by that. Uh, did Trump take off to Mar-a-Lago yet? My understanding... The, the Southern I, White House. I, I don't... <laughs> just, I can't... Don't call it that. Ever. I'll, I'll literally... Uh, that, that's just, that thing just bugs me in a way that I can't even mm-hmm. explain. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was I was out of town for most of today, so I didn't get to watch a lot of the news, mm-hmm. like I was telling you. But I did see one thing. The only thing I saw today for today's news was that he had no public events. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was going to be bad. And I woke up to, of course, all the all the tweets. Oh, one of those tweets was was just awesome. I have that ready to go here on my phone. Please do. Well, I mean, um, if you if you'd like, uh, of course I would like. <laughs> now, I, I I really like how Rachel Maddow has um, a theory on her show. Watch what he says, or watch what he does, not what he says. And so Rachel Maddow always avoids reading tweets unless absolutely necessary. Well, I'm not going to follow that. <laughs> um, so Trump uh, woke up today, and one of the, his first tweets, he writes, "A real a real scandal is one sided coverage hour by hour of networks like NBC and Democratic spin machines like Saturday Night Live." It is all nothing less than unfair news coverage and dem commercials. Should be tested in courts. Can't be legal. Only defame and belittle. Collusion? Okay, he is calling for Saturday Night Live to go to court. He nice. wants to, he wants to test the First Amendment against Saturday Night Live? Seriously? As a comedy writer, I've thought that Saturday Night Live should be in what we call comedy court for certain reasons, but actual court? No. no. I, okay, what are, say what you will about SNL. It is a comedy institution. Correct. It is satire, which is protected by the First Amendment. And here we go. Trump, Hitler Trump, wants to get rid of it or wants to wants to punish them yeah, it's, for it's being al- mean to him on television. It's also just the way he says things, the tone, the the syntax. It's the product of a, a very disturbed and strange mind. Normal people don't structure sentences like that. And he's the one writing them. It's it's just so weird that someone would put that kind of thought even out there. Yeah. Why? Right. <laughs> a normal person doesn't kind of collects themselves a little more if they have something to say. 
this is his first, this is our first amendment that he's messing with right there. There are also numerous misspellings in some of those, which again is like, what is smocking? Right. Well, there is the theory that he deliberately will misspell stuff. So that tweet gets that much attention. The smocking gun last week, that tweet got plenty of attention. I don't even, I don't even remember exactly what that tweet was about right now, but the word smocking was trending first thing in the morning. I think the theory was that, actually even worse than that, my recollection was that his staff, when they write him, intentionally misspells things Mm -hmm. because they're crazy too. (laughs) That's what happens with people who work for someone like that. They are also, there's something wrong with them because a normal person doesn't work for someone like that. Yeah, well, um, who could be be described as a normal person if you're staying on as, as somehow in the Trump administration? Right, people like that who are basically scumbags, they find each other. Mm -hmm. They, they're not normal. Well, if you missed uh, a lot of the news coverage today, you missed Stephen Miller on CBS's Face the Nation. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay, talk about an evil guy that um, has nowhere to go other but other nowhere to go other than the Trump administration. Now he's on there talking about uh, the immigrant crisis, and he's, uh, he's blaming the immigrants. He's blaming the family of the seven-year-old that died while in custody. But it was hard to listen to a word he said because of the top of his head. Right. What happened there? He's got that spray and shake hair. That's a real thing. Yeah. They advertised it on like MSNBC and CNN. You know, I couldn't, you couldn't pay attention to his words because of this weird thing on the top of his head, this weird thick black, it wasn't that thick, but it's thicker than the rest of his head. It's like, dude, you're going bald. Just, just accept it. Why would why would someone who probably has like a fair amount of money and they could hire he could hire the best professionals in the world to whatever I don't know anything about hair but I mean I'm saying yeah what's no, up with that yeah he's from a wealthy West Side LA family he's got money to get well even expensive hair transplants look lame but this was the shake and bake hair it was terrible it's the same thing with Trump it's like they have all this money mm-hmm. and they just look all like jacked up yeah yeah I didn't I didn't I have trouble watching him. Stephen Miller. I don't watch that uh, Face the Nation every week, but you know it was all over Twitter. It was all over uh, like Mediaite and all my favorite news websites. So yeah, I had to go watch that. Yeah, he literally Face the Nation. That title really paid off there. Like literally, you were. Oh, and the way he just has it pointed like a, uh, a downward pointing pyramid on the top of his head. I mean, that guy is just pure evil. He's the one um, who went to pick up sushi one night. And as he was leaving, like the, the guy who gave him the food made some sort of like a hint of a comment. And Stephen Miller was smart enough to toss his $80 worth of sushi in the trash. Owning liberals yep. by spend, tossing $80 <laughs> of sushi in the trash. That's one of my favorites in, in a long list of favorites. Mm. So Michael Cohn was sentenced to uh, three years. Uh, talk about two justice systems. Mm. Someone who should clearly have probably be behind bars for the rest of his life. But- I understand it. He is being incredibly helpful, and that's that's the devil's bargain that lawyers have to play. Uh, you know, of all the time I spend uh, on, on the right wing nut job universe, the, the defense that they are going with about Cohen is, well, how can you believe anything he says? He's a proven liar. Yeah, it's like Mueller. I read that memo that Mueller wrote. Mm-hmm. These are people that you can't fool. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's no way that someone could fool Robert Mueller and that whole team. And they basically said, "This guy's telling us the truth." Mm-hmm. The, the Trump supporters are in such denial over what their fearless leaders are doing that um, yeah, they, all, they, all they have to say is, you know, well, Cohen lied. Cohen's a, a proven liar. So why should we believe anything that he tells Mueller? Whatever he's telling Mueller is a lie so he can uh, get a lighter sentence. Trump tweeted the same thing himself, basically. And that's how, uh, that's how they justify keeping their support. Well, they're they're in a they're in a like an existential war in their own mind mm-hmm. because they're not they have they can't admit that everything is a lie, so they're going to have to just keep making up things. Mm-hmm. That's a very human thing to do. Yeah, Cohen can't just go make up anything to Robert Mueller and think, um, all right, if I throw this person under the bus, I, I'll get a, a lighter sense. No, he can he has to say these things, but Mueller fact checks all of it. There's evidence behind it. That memo from Mueller's office about. Cohen said, we have no specific recommendation. That's basically like saying, we don't care if this guy gets no jail mm-hmm. time. I mean, can you imagine what he's told them? Yeah. And they, they were, I'm not a lawyer again, but that was some deferential thing to the Southern District. Like, hey, you know, we know that they have to do their thing. But basically they were like, yeah, this guy is gold. 
mm-hmm. and they believe him. I, I'm sure he is keeping a few things for himself, which is why he got the three years. Mm-hmm. But clearly, that's something that Mr. Mueller doesn't care about. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I suspect he comes from a very shady family, and I'm sure, I'm sure they've been up to some some dirt, and maybe he's protecting them. Well, that's yeah, that's just dirt dynasties out there on the East Coast. Michael Cohn, yeah, Michael Cohn has been up in Trump's business for a long time, and the Russia connection, which I'm going to talk to a little bit later about that. He's all up in that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Also, Mike Flynn released for some strange reason. <laughs> you think somebody who just got the deal of a lifetime would just keep keep cool for a while? Yeah, yeah, he can't for a reason that no one's been able to explain. Anybody, he, they, his lawyers released a memo that implied that Mueller treated him unfairly on the playground. Oh yeah, um, that 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 excuse is just ridiculous. Like, you know, wait, I was. It's basically they didn't tell me that I'm not allowed to lie, so I should be able to get off. If you, well, I mean, it's just it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, if someone can explain that, if you can, or if some, like, literally, send me an email at the Mueller Time Podcast at Gmail. I scoured the news. There wasn't one expert who had any. Explanation. Yeah, no, that was laughed off of every every uh, analysis that I heard about that story. But they couldn't figure out why they would even write that. It yeah. was weird. I don't like not understanding something. It's all they got. I mean, what? You, I don't understand any of the, that side of the world, or the, the the Trump the Trump land yet. But I mean, Flynn already got a deal, so I don't understand why they would say that. Mm-hmm. There had to have been some reason. Okay. Well. But I to say that a guy who was a thirty three year veteran. And the head of the Defense Intelligence Agency should have known that you don't lie to an FBI agent is absurd. Exactly. Yes. I, so I don't. I don't know what was going on with that. That's all they got. That's the only thing they can. They can have to throw at the wall to see if it sticks. Then we found out that AMI, the national, the National Enquirer, and all those other. I'm sure it's other publications, is a full cooperator. Mm-hmm. I think we knew that David Pecker was a cooperator, but this is apparently that the whole organization. Well, we found out for real now, we know as a fact that Trump was in the room with Cohen and Pecker when they made the deal to uh, pay off uh, Karen McDougal. Right. It's kind of weird. Like, you you ever wonder, with Trump, I've often wondered, like, did he ever, I know he's not capable of this, but did he ever realize that you could have, like, an actual relationship with a woman and then not be in these types of scenarios? Well, he's never seen that in real life. So how, how would he know? Like, there's plenty of, like, rich men who I'm sure might have certain kinds of arrangements that go in that world, but don't end up in those situations. Like it's mm-hmm. just, he, the chaos that surrounds him, it's totally self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. And I love how they keep trying to say for Trump side of things. Well, it, it was, uh, that was a, a personal financial arrangement. It had nothing to do with the campaign. One thing that I can't figure out since it's clear the whole presidency was a hustle from the beginning just to make money and, well, there were a lot of things going on. So, and his his low information, brain dead followers don't care. Why did he care so much about paying them off? That's what I don't get. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't care about anything else that he did. Well, it's because it was absolutely one hundred percent about the campaign. If he if he was really worried about keeping these women silent, he would have got he would have paid them off long before the twenty sixteen campaign. He didn't care if Melania found out. If he did care if Melania found out, he would have paid off Stormy Daniels 10 years earlier. But that's what I mean. Like, But he must know that his followers don't care. So why would he care? That's what I... They didn't care when he made fun of a disabled man. They didn't care any about any of that stuff. Well, they still don't care now that they know that he had unprotected bareback sex with a porn star while his wife was home with their newborn. Right. Yeah. So why would he be freaking out? Oh, maybe it has to do with getting the endorsements of people like Falwell's Liberty University. You know what? That's a great point. Yeah, I mean... Uh, That's a great point. Now, those crazy Christians still knew. They know what Trump's up to. No, but you're right. Maybe mm-hmm. they called him and were like, hey, like... Mm-hmm. The, or, uh, You know, I don't know, but actually that's an excellent yeah, point. Yeah, it probably has a lot to do with getting the, the right-wing Christian support. Yeah, no, that's... Because they could have uh, they could have supported Ted Cruz. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the other big one, the Trump inauguration fund. Yeah, <laughs> I've already mentioned that a couple times but what, what do you got on it no that that was already in the news for a long time we oh, all yeah rachel's been covering that since the inauguration oh I'm, i have to by the way get you the uh, the rachel maddow tip jar yeah so for the fun okay and it will be and 
they'll be contributing into that as well. Uh, you know, you're supposed to cite your sources. No, you're you're right. Okay. Now I'd I'd read about this. We all had read about this story, mm-hmm. and as you said, Rachel Maddow reported it. But I don't think we knew that they collected 104 million dollars. Is that it? Well, no. Rachel has been reporting um, the the big uh, the the in the super large amount of money that they collected. That there's no way it could have the inauguration could have cost that much money. Now I don't know if she had exact dollar figures, but she was has been reporting that discrepancy for a year and a half. That that story has been out there, but the additional details were that one the amount of money I don't remember it being that high, and then also being compared to previous presidents. Mm-hmm. But the other story was that Ivanka took the money and overcharged mm-hmm. everybody. That I don't remember. Yeah, no, that's that's a new part of the story. Yes, and that that was not known mm-hmm. before. And I didn't know that Obama's inauguration cost fifty million, mm-hmm. which is and that had superstars like every big star. Oh yeah, so that actually sounds like a fairly big story. Yeah, and um, Trump's inauguration raised far more money than that than what it cost the Obama inauguration in two thousand nine. Right. Yeah. So it looks like the inauguration was really their first scam after. Well, one of the like- theories floated was that was um, that was their slush fund for legal defense. I, yeah, I think I think they were doing what they always do, mm-hmm. but that absolutely could be. Mm-hmm. Where's the money? Yeah, that's exactly that's what the scandal is now. Like in Big Lebowski, where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the <laughs> where's the money? Literally, where the how do you where's that money? Mm-hmm. Ask Ivanka. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I went back last week and uh, I uh, read the Steele dossier. Oh, okay. Again. All right. Yeah, I haven't read it since uh, 2016. I highly recommend for everybody who follows this stuff, go back and read it now and and take some time really and read the whole thing. I think even the first time, I don't know if I read the whole thing. I think I read the the bullet points and, and the first, the important stuff is in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Read, read the whole, read all 35 pages. So I'm reading it. I get to near the end. And there's a part that made literally made a chill run down my back. It has been reported on, but very but barely. Mm-hmm. And and keep in mind, now that we know that the Steele dossier essentially is probably about a hundred percent true, little deep, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you're reading it now, and you're like, they're dropping things on Manafort, and you're like, oh, that. And there's a part about Trump trying to do a major business deal, and now we know about Tower Moscow, mm-hmm. and there's stuff about Carter Page. Anyway, you get to the end, and it says. Two sources tell Christopher Steele that Trump has had a regular intelligence exchange with the Kremlin for at least eight years. Oh, wow. He gets a daily briefing from the Kremlin. Eight years. Wow. It, my whole spine went cold. So uh, the dossier was written in 2016. So going back to 2008, he's been getting a daily briefing from the, the Kremlin. So this campaign... It wasn't the beginning of something. Mm-mm. It was just the continuation. And maybe that's what that Alpha Bank and that traffic with those two computers is. Okay. This was just them doing their Alpha thing. Alpha Bank in, in Russia and the Trump Tower server pinging each other. Is that what you're referring to? Exactly. They're not saying, I'm not saying that Trump is, he's too dumb to be some kind of master spy for them. Mm-hmm. But it's just, hey, you. every once in a while, it sounds like this guy fed information on people he knew to them because he had to. Mm-hmm. And it makes total sense because that's how they do things. He's a, he's a, I'm hesitant to call him rich, but let's say before this whole campaign, it's two, let's say it's 2007. Hey, Moscow will ring him up. Hey, do you know, you know, can you meet with so-and-so and just find out what's going on? Of course he would. Mm-hmm. That's how they do things. That's how the spy world literally works. Yeah. And it's, it was scary to read that. Trump is their greatest asset. Maybe it goes back farther than eight years. He's our greatest liability. I mean, the movie thing—it's not a—it's not a joke. This is true. Mm-hmm. If Christopher Steele was right about all that other stuff, then he, I, I'm sure he's right about that. Yeah. And there was another thing in there I forgot. It said that Trump was directly and Michael Cohen were paying the hackers. Which hackers are are the ones that got Podesta's emails? Yes. Some or hackers related to that. It okay. said they were hiding the money, but they're paying for it. Now that when that comes out. Talk about a smoking gun. That is the smoking gun right there. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that's all in the in the, the BuzzFeed Steel dossier. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
So go, remember when it was called the BuzzFeed dossier? That was the the term for it at first. Yeah, that was a very big deal. Yeah, BuzzFeed had the balls to run that dossier first. A lot of journalists were arguing about that. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, of course, it was the right move. Mm-hmm. I understand what they were saying, but on the other side of this, we had how did the headline go? The investigating Trump FBI sees no clear link to Russia. You know. Maybe it's okay to sometimes take a risk and mm-hmm. when something like this is going on as opposed to doing that thing. Yeah, well, that's quite downplaying the whole situation. No clear link. Can't, right. You can't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So um, every once in a while, and this doesn't happen very often, a Republican accidentally tells the truth. Now, you being an expert on this as a consumer of... <laughs> An unfortunate consumer of right-wing media. Mm -hmm. But Orrin Hatch did that last week. What did he say? He accidentally told, not only did he tell the truth, he articulated the entire Republican position. This could literally be next to Republican Party in the the, uh, dictionary. So I want to play that. Orrin Hatch was talking to Manu Raju, I believe is his name, the reporter. And this this is what happened. I'm wondering if you have any concerns about the fact that it was the president uh, who was implicated in two crimes in, from 2016 involving these payments to women to hide these affairs. Now, let me just say here, there's a pause that you could drive a freight train through, <laughs> which I found personally hilarious. I'm concerned about what the federal government is alleging here. Well, <laughs> come on. Well, so- uh, I, I think... The Democrats will do anything to hurt this president. This guy is such uh, he's he's such a, a scumbag. It's so, so hypocritical. You can even hear it in his voice. Anything. And what happened before he was elected president, uh, you know, is, is one thing. But since he's been elected, the economy's done well. Our country's moving ahead. We're in- all, all of this is obviously a lie, mm-hmm. of course. Better shape than we were before he became president. And I think we ought to judge him on that basis. But this is not the Democrats. This is the Southern District. Nice job, by the way, calling him out. It's not the Democrats. It's a court, and you appointed the guy. You're the U.S. attorney. I mean, that's what's making this allegation. Do you think he's a Republican, do you? Well, he's an appointed by the president. He's an appointed. Whoa, I lost something there. We lost your, your audio. Oh, let me see if I can get that again. I'm wondering if you have any concerns about the allegations. Well, he's appointed by the president. He's appointed by the president. Okay, but uh, I I don't care. There it is. I'm wondering if you have any concerns. Jeez. All right, I'm not the technical (laughs) wizard. I don't care. I don't care. I... That was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Orrin Hatch sure cared when it came time to impeach Bill Clinton. I just fired myself as technical director of the show, by the way. I don't care. He he actually said it. Yeah, that you're is, right. that you're is right. so frightening. That uh, that should literally be there should be an American flag and the words I don't care. That should be the Republican <laughs> Party symbol. Orrin Hatch was in office when Clinton was impeached. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they've been playing those clips, right? Yeah. All uh, all these guys. I don't But it was so amazing cuz it's not just that. It's the 7-year-old girl that they killed at, at the at, it's everything. It's it's Obamacare. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, they yeah they 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 don't care because it's it's their party. I don't care the Orrin Hatch story. Yeah, by Orrin Hatch. I don't care that Russia took our White House. We're doing well. That's ba- basically what he just said right there. I don't care that Russia took over. I don't care the Trump story. Mm-hmm. Like I, amazing. Yes, but, um, hey, you know, would he care if uh, Trump took a, an intern into the little side office of the Oval Office? No, he wouldn't. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. It's okay if you're a Republican. Roy, what's Roy Moore, right? Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Yeah, it's okay to, um, to be a predator to young children if you are a Republican. Uh, and what I believe is the, oh, you know what? No. Diefendorf is our sponsor. Uh, Diefendorf is the American watch company for people who do life differently. Now, if you guys go to, yeah, no, <laughs> if you guys go to getagreatwatch.com, you get how much off? $50 off with the code lock him up. Lock him up. That's a special code for Muller Time listeners only. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris and I 
are both wearing these watches right now. Yes. Uh, these are high quality watches. They, James, their founder, sent me an email, which was really interesting this week. And he said, it's hard. Watches are one of those things that people literally don't, they're not experts on, mm-hmm. right? I, I sure wasn't before I got this watch. I'm still not now. The only, <laughs> yeah. The only thing I'm an expert on is that when I wear this watch, which, which has been every day, somebody says something to me, uh, complimentary. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it, that it's a nice, big, beautiful thing that stands out on your wrist. It's gonna make you gonna make a great gift. But uh, yeah, if you want to find out more about how these watches work at getagreatwatch.com, there is a a, a quiz you can right. take. James created a quiz, uh, which is informational, whether you get a watch or not, just so you can learn about it. You know, what's what is what's a quartz watch? What's mechanical versus automatic? Uh, what's Swiss movement, which these watches have. So if you go to getagreatwatch.com, you can take the quiz and maybe, you know, make sure that even if you buy, you know, whether you get a watch or not, that you know what you're getting, um, which I found personally helpful. I took the quiz. All right. So go to the site, and if you end up getting one, just let us know. It's helpful to our show, and uh, as, as a his company, a startup, it's helpful to him too. Yeah, take a picture of it. Tag Muller Time Pod on Twitter. Tag Diefendorf Watches on Twitter. Right. And uh, if you're listening to the Dan Bongiorno podcast, <laughs> this is not available to you, okay? You can uh, you can get $5 off with a uh, discount code. I don't know. No, no, come on. Yeah. Getagreatwatch.com. Use code. Lock, lock him, him up. up. Lock him up. So the seven-year-old girl, what I believe is the, I think is like the biggest story. Mm-hmm. The Trump administration and the Border Patrol are responsible for the death of a seven-year-old girl. Her name was Jacqueline Call. I apologize if I didn't pronounce that right. I was not able to find anyone saying, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, online. Uh, you follow that story pretty close. Oh, yeah. that Well, that's one of the, I was getting into it with um, various people on Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire. Really? Yeah. Well, they immediately, when that the story broke, they immediately took the side of um, Border Patrol. And the, um, the Border Patrol had the father of the seven-year-old girl Sign a piece of paper saying that um, it was his fault. He did not have proper amounts of food and water while they were um, migrating. And now later today, today now um, the father has lawyers. The lawyers speak English and they release a statement on his behalf saying that, no, that's not the case. I have to be clear. I think this is the story is actually the biggest story of what happened last week because it was a step in a dangerous direction. Yeah, well, look, uh, we, we mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, Stephen Miller and his um, shake and bake hair on CBS's Face of the Nation. Well, he was on there to give the message that it's dangerous to immigrate to America in this fashion and don't do it. And this is why, because you're going to die. And that's what the Trump administration wants people to think. They want to make it more dangerous for migrants to make it to America. Yeah. They don't want to help them. They want to kill them. Let me make it more clear. The Trump administration and the Border Patrol are responsible for the murder of Jacqueline Call. That's a murder as far as I'm concerned. Maybe the law would call it manslaughter. Um, I was watching Chris Hayes on, I believe it was Friday, Thursday or Friday, when he was covering the story. And he showed me something that I just found just horrifyingly shocking that the Border Patrol does. There are Samaritans that leave bottles and jugs of water out on... uh, on land where the immigrants will travel through. And they had video footage of border patrol agents dumping out these jugs yep, of water. I, I mean, what the hell is that about? Why? That's why would they do that other than wanting to hurt and kill these immigrants? And I have to be clear too. They've been doing that for a long time. Some of that footage is from before Trump to just to be absolutely clear. Okay. They've been they now they've ramped up things way worse. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what goes on with that agency. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Okay, now something else that's just mind-blowingly stupid about this entire situation, and it gets back to Stephen Miller on television this morning. He's using all of this as an excuse to build the wall, and now we Trump is threatening the shutdown. We saw that awesome showdown in the Oval Office with Chuck and Nancy. Well, the wall and this immigrate these these immigrants don't really have anything to do with each other because these immigrants are seeking asylum and they're presenting themselves at border crossings, turning themselves over to the border patrol. They're not trying to climb a wall. They're not trying to sneak into the country. So you could put up a 100-foot wall. 
these immigrants are still going to the border checkpoint and turning themselves in seeking asylum. So the wall has nothing to do with that type of immigration. There you go, making sense again. That's, that's why you're not a Republican. Yeah. Let me tell you something. We're going to get justice for that girl. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, I, don't, I'll, I will literally do this podcast for the next hundred years thinking about that girl's face in my head, which I've been thinking about all week. Yeah, you know what? That photo that they have of her, I don't know when that was taken, but she looks very healthy in it. She does not look dehydrated and close to death. And then they had the gall to say that on this whatever... However long they were, the border patrol had her in custody. That they were looking in on her. Are you telling me her father probably wasn't begging them to do something? Yeah. Give me a break. Mm-hmm. It's like it was like when I see that, all I think about is like the Nazis, because like I'm Jewish. I just that's what I'm thinking about. Like, and I have like respect for law enforcement who does the right thing. Well, that's what did I think. you see what else they're doing with these immigrants? <laughs> what I don't. Even, I'm afraid to ask. Writing numbers right here oh, on their arms. I. I did see that in parts of Mexico. Um, actually, I read something that's even worse. They, right? Yes. Well, that's happening in Mexico. That's not U.S. border. No, but you're. But that. no, you know what? It, but, but just it, just the image of that is just so frightening. All of this is happening because of the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. There was no. I understand that there were some bad things that happened in the border patrol before. There was no seven-year-old girl dying on a bus. In the Bush administration or or the Obama administration that I know of, the only uh, um, defense I'm hearing is, well, Obama was putting them in cages. Right, I've I've read about that. If any uh, right wing wacko does bring that up, what you want to tell him is is that in cert- this is tr- this is true. In certain cases, when an undocumented uh, minor who was by themselves came across the border, they did end up in detention facilities, and some of them did look like that. The major difference is, first of all, it was far less, but more importantly, they didn't separate any families who came across. Yeah, these were literally ten-year-old, fifteen-year-olds who were by themselves. And it's give me a break. Well, Trump today was tweeting in his in his tweet storm this morning. I mean, he basically tweeted something saying that they have to do this to scare the migrants from coming here. And I'll tell you something else: when that happened under Obama, those kids were re- eventually reunited with their parents. Mm-hmm. Either they were allowed to stay here or they went back. That's a kind of a huge difference, no? Mm-hmm. Like a 10-year-old comes across the border with nobody, you have to have some kind of system. Yeah, Those kids were taken care of. I haven't read one article about any, something that, you know, any kind of abuse or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's not the same thing at all. Yeah. All right. Well, so Trump wants $5 billion in this uh, in this now looming government shutdown he wants five billion to build the wall why not five billion to um improve conditions at border checkpoints hire more people to process the immigrants and i'll tell you something else i've read some a couple disturbing op-eds about this border wall and this pending government shutdown Mm. so let's be clear if one democrat tries to allocate one dollar for this they need to be voted out of office they need to be primaried. I don't care who it is. Are you kidding me? After the greatest victory in United States history in a, in a congressional election? Are there any Democrats threatening to, uh, to flip over to Trump's side of the border wall? There's, I've heard some disturbing talk. There's, there was some talk. The Washington Post ran unbelievably in a, uh, like an editorial board thing that said, there's, there's a compromise here. You fucking kidding me? No, there isn't. There's a compromise? What? No, we, we compromise with Nazis now? Is that what we do here? All right. Well, you saw Chuck and Nancy's performance in the Oval Office this week. <laughs> I'm not really worried that there is going to be some sort of compromise. They, that was pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, that was just awesome. Right. So, by the way, for anyone who didn't quite know what happened, like didn't catch up on that, Trump had a meeting scheduled with Pelosi and Schumer. At the last second, he... Remember when I talk about how he plays zero-dimensional chess? <laughs> so he tried to do that. He brought in the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that was so beautiful. Actually, let me let me uh, backtrack from that a sec because there's something actually that literally has been on my mind Okay, that happened during that meeting. Why doesn't Donald Trump know how to sit in a chair? <laughs> Seriously. Totally, yeah. Uh, I'm at, like, Do you have any idea? No. He never learned anything. He, he knows nothing. He does not know anything about social skills. I'm trying to watch that thing, and I'm looking at him. Remember, first of all, Donald Trump, I'm 6'1". 
Donald Trump has said he's 6'1", but we know that's a lie. Because I've seen him on TV walking next to his younger son, mm-hmm. and he, his son is taller than him. Yeah, he has to say he's shorter than he right. is. Um, so he is legally, well, not legally, but um, medically not um, declared obese. Obese. Yeah. So he's probably maybe 5'11", 5'10", something like that. I'm not sure. Okay. The reason I brought up my own height is that I was looking at him sitting in a chair, and I'm taller than him, and I've never sat in a chair like that. Mm-hmm. So I literally was, in my head, was trying to do the math about where his legs are. And I still can't figure it out. It was like it was like a Rubik's Cube. Like my head was doing all these measurements and I'm like, I don't understand. Why are you sitting like that? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so to come back to the meeting, Chuck and Nancy just rolled him. Yeah, they steamrolled right over him. Oh, the best was um like Nancy was uh Nancy Pelosi was the first to call it the Trump shutdown. And he's like a petulant child said, Oh, I was gonna call it the Schumer shutdown. I think they were I'm, I can be fairly critical at times of especially Schumer, but they were in a very tough spot. They didn't, the cameras, mm-hmm. like that was a surprise to them. Mm-hmm. And they really got into it with him. Yeah. I was surprised that Schumer did. Well, there, there's a reason Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi have been in office and been the leaders of the Republicans, or excuse me, the leaders of the Democrats for as long as they have. They know how to play politics. They know how to play to the cameras. And when... You know, when Trump tried to call their bluff on it, invited the cameras into the Oval Office, they just completely schooled him. And, you know, Mike Pence had it right the whole time by acting like he was dead and not moving <laughs> a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Mike Pence was smart not to say a single word during that entire um, the piece of political theater. If I were Mike Pence, I'd be very interested or concerned in a uh, an exit strategy once mm-hmm. once the Mueller team reaches him. And I'm sure they probably already have. Yeah. Because you bet he's mixed up in this too. He is. And, you know, once Mueller figures out how Pence is mixed up and Pence is out, who's next in line for the presidency? Oh, I believe that would be Nancy Pelosi. President Pelosi. Wow. Do you know? I mean, heads will just just freaking explode. I, abs- I can't wait for that. I absolutely think that's a strong possibility. It's a very strong possibility. I absolutely think that Mike Pence will not be able to fill the role because of his involvement, mm-hmm. and then she absolutely yeah. is next in line. That would be, considering that Trump defrauded the first, what would have been the first female president, that is an amazing kind of, what would you call it, karma or yeah. something like that? I guess the ultimate thing would be if Hillary would, uh, would get in. But That would be great, but that's uh, there's no yeah, way now for that. No, yeah. but, no, you're, but mm-hmm. no, Mike Pence, who, by the way, once was basically one of us. Mike Pence is a talk radio guy. Yeah, well, hey, that's where he started. And that literally, I think, is even how he thinks of himself. Like that was his the thing that he the only thing he was really good at. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I've never really actually heard. I'm sure that reporters have gone over his show, probably looking for things. And I, I should probably go and try to. I'd like to hear, you know, the Pence Radio. Hour. So yeah, he was what on AM radio in Indiana, and as right wing Christian as he is, I'm sure he said very uh, a whole bunch of bad things about gay people. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that that stuff is out there, but reporters have to pick what they talk about. Yeah. And I'm sure they were like, yeah, there's just too much to, mm-hmm. the Trump administration gives us uh, <laughs> gives us enough work. Yeah. So speaking of, um, so I mentioned before, I think that Letitia James is the new attorney general mm-hmm. of New York. Mm-hmm. And she's going to open up investigations <laughs> into, she had a press conference to announce that. That's pretty amazing. Into everything. And I know that they call all these people, you know, they're all professionals. But you can't tell me that there's not a personal element to knowing how Trump feels about especially black women. Yeah, a powerful black woman gets to investigate Trump. There's just <laughs> there's just no way that Can you imagine being in her position? Man, if I would wake up every day. I would wake up every day with just We haven't been this happy on the podcast with um what what, what the future now holds for Trumplandia. Well, I mean, this, this, we're we're closing out 2018 pretty good so far. Oh, I've, I've always been happy in the show. Well, no, 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 I'm definitely happy with the show, but I, no, I'm obviously I mean. I'm way more pessimistic yeah. pessimistic about all of this than you are, and I'm I'm feeling good about where things are headed now. Well, well, no, I mean, what I mean is like, mm. I've always been kind of like I'm like Simple Jack from uh, like Tropic Thunder. Like I always kind of have a even if it doesn't it doesn't make any sense, but I am on like the sunny side because I'm. Probably because of my, my low intelligence, but <laughs> I'm a, no, like literally, no, 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 don't, don't say you're low intelligence, my high intelligence, excuse go. me, my high intelligence. 
Uh, also, yeah, I ran into our Mel, who was on one of um, our our neighbor, mm-hmm. who appeared on one of the other shows. He filled in on a week that I could not be here, and uh, I ran into him the other day, and he was like, "Man, he's like, when this fool goes down, he's like, I'm gonna be." He's like, people are going to be asking me why I'm smiling all the time. And I'll be, I was like, yeah, man, I get it. Like, it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're going to have a, but we're going to have a, a nationwide celebration like we've never seen in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be amazing. Also, um, Maria Butina uh, pled guilty. She did. And she's a, a flipper. Um, there's a little controversy this week. Um, how do you pronounce her name? Is it Butina or is it Butina? I verified that it's Butina. Oh, you have okay. Um, after I heard uh, a few people say Butina, that it, it made sense because um, we have we don't have Vladimir Putin. Mm-hmm. We have Vladimir Putin, so maybe she's Maria Butina. Butina. Yeah, I looked into that because there were some people like everyone argues about stuff online, mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of people arguing. But somebody finally. Somebody who's, I, unfortunately, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, it's definitely Butina. Okay, so she's flipped. She's pleading guilty. And um, does she expect to go back to Russia? I I, how, I don't understand. If, um, if she's expecting to actually be extradited to Russia, why would she cooperate? Because if she gets extradited, she, she, she's not long for this earth. I love flippers, by the way. <laughs> I love flippers. You know, people have been flipping on me since I was a kid. What about you? <laughs> now, remember when Trump did that news conference and he acted like that's a common problem in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, the way he said it was like, like that's just a thing that happens in, in the average person's life. No, that does not happen to the average person's life, Mr. Trump. People have been flipping on me since I was, I can recall, <laughs> I can recall the first time I was flipped on. That's like the, uh, that's again, that's the, uh, the, the cable news cliche. You're saying the loud part, you're saying the quiet part loud. I was 10 years old and I was running a lemonade stand. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going here now. Once you're, I'm committed. Yeah, well, so uh, Maria Bettina, if, she, if she's going to get extradited back to Russia eventually, she's not going to live. No, she can't. I have a feeling that she's got it. There, she's not going to give them all the information that she needs to give if she doesn't get to stay in the United States. Yeah, if she's a legit flipper, she's got to stay here. Mm-hmm. Now, they were saying, of course, that if she didn't, she would. you go back as a hero. If you clam up and just do your time, mm-hmm. you know, that's like you're a patriot. Mm-hmm. Plus, they want to keep you happy because like they know that you do know stuff. Mm-hmm. But especially I think as Putin being a former spy, he would have I think he would have probably a lot of respect if she just did her time. Mm-hmm. So they say yeah, so basically they say she's gonna be helping out in other trials. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I also read something that they requested I think Mueller requested additional FBI agents or marshals because she's moving between prisons mm-hmm. and they the article said we were, were requesting more than the standard one and I was like one are you have you people seen the fugitive are you fucking crazy like yeah we watch movies you need <laughs> you need more than one for just normal flippers not Russian flippers what yeah. like I, I can't believe he would even have to ask for that um, one of our uh, favorite Twitter accounts to name drop occasionally here is Julia Davis, who covers Russian state television and will translate the important bits for you here on Twitter. She's great. Yeah, well, she was. She had a clip of how um, on Russian state television is saying that Maria Butina is being tortured here in America, and that's why she's flipping. Yeah. Yeah, that's how they're spinning things. Torture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a character on, um, for you guys who are fans of The Wire, named Sergei, who's... I think in the show he's, um, I think he's Russian, and he ends up in an American prison, and he's telling this guy, he's like, "You think this is prison?" He's like, "This is nothing," because <laughs> he's been in prison in uh, in Russia. So yeah, Butina, the NRA, Maria Butina, in case you missed it, has been in photos with the president, the former president of the NRA, every right wing wacko. Mm-hmm. She took Sheriff Clark on a trip to Moscow. Chris, let's let's call him by his. Full name, David A. Period <laughs> Clark Jr. He's not a sheriff anymore, is he? David A. Clark Jr. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite names because it has to take up as much space as possible. Because that's why I did it. That's oh. why I did it, people. It's just got, it's all about him. Does, is that, uh, does that extend to the um, extreme number of medals he puts all over his clothing? Eric Michael LeVay. <laughs> I was trying to do my own name there, but I'm not a junior. 
Yeah, you need a title in front of it, though, too. Yeah, David A. Clark Jr. also wrote a fake, like he's like a fake PhD. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying about him? Oh, well, no, he, oh, just that he went on an all-expenses-paid trip to Moscow, courtesy of Maria Butina. Right. They had a picture of Butina the other day. She's like wearing some like provocative outfit, holding two firearms in a completely ridiculous non, like a, a person who knows guns wouldn't even hold a gun like that. <laughs> and someone pointed out, didn't they look at this and be like, something's wrong here? Mm-hmm. But of course they didn't. No, they just saw the hot redhead with a gun. Yes. Yeah. A bunch of old men who were just probably, basically she did her job. Yeah. No, she, well, she was good at her job until she got caught. She was really good at her job. I think there's, I would like to know something else though. It's the job of our government, our intelligence agencies and the FBI to notice things like that. And I want to know why, or if this did, why we didn't hear about it. Didn't this raise any red flags? Like, it's not that it's illegal. You're allowed to go to other countries and, Mm -hmm. but that's something that should have raised a flag. Hey, a lot of these well-known people why didn't the FBI ever meet with them like they met with Trump and say, listen, you could be a t- like to the NRA leaders, you could be a target. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to her uh, boyfriend, Erickson, in um, North Dakota. Is that where he's from? I, I think I think you're yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the big red flag for uh, Maria Butina was her organization that she apparently represented in in Russia that she was representing here. She was part, uh, she was saying she was part of a, a gun rights organization from Russia. Well, there are no gun rights in Russia. Right. There's never going to be. Putin doesn't want people to have guns. So that that's a big red flag right there. There cuz there is no NRA of Russia. Right. So why is she here trying to connect her Russian NRA with the American NRA when there is none in there's is none in Russia. Right, and I don't understand or if they did, I don't know why I haven't heard about it. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been something that the FBI could have met with them and said, "Hey, like you are absolutely allowed to go have this meeting, but just so you understand, there's no gun culture here. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with that this is happening. Yeah. And maybe if that did happen, that will eventually come out. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on Twitter at Muller Time Pod, uh, Muller Time on Facebook, mm-hmm. Muller Time Podcast on Instagram, your personal account. I'm low progressive on Twitter. I'm also low progressive on Discuss, and you're going to find me in the discussion forum sections of Truth, or excuse me, of Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire. Exactly. Yeah, another dollar. <laughs> you know, um, uh, Muller Time Podcast at gmail.com if you have anything you want to reach out there. Also, if you guys could leave us a review wherever you listen. And uh, yeah, that's always very helpful with the reviews. Um, and on YouTube, we have a Muller Time YouTube page. Yes. And just tell somebody about the show. That would be, that would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, maybe we should just thank uh, Diefendorf Watches one more time. Diefendorf, thank you so much. It's getagreatwatch.com. Use code LOCKEMUP. Get $50 off a great watch. $50 off. And the holiday, hey guys, the holidays are coming up. I mean, they're right here. Yeah. They're not coming up. They're, we're, we're, in the, we're in the thick of the war on Christmas season. Right. You're going to want a nice watch for the impeachment. Because <laughs> when I go to the impeachment, and I am going, and so are you, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't roll up to an impeachment and you, you got to look good. It's, no, absolutely. Yes. I'm wearing a suit. I I, don't, I lost my train of and thought. You're wearing there. An, uh, yeah, you're wearing <laughs> a deep north watch. <laughs> Otherwise, we will uh, catch you guys next week. Mm-hmm.